We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to KCSN Update. I'm BJ Kissel. It's Monday, August 15th. Now, the Chiefs may have lost to the Bears in that first preseason game last Saturday, but there's a lot to feel good about with that performance if you're a Chiefs fan starting with the fact that the first team defense got after it. They were aggressive. They were fast. They were physical right from the start of the game. Steve Spagnuolo's nature is to be aggressive. He brought the corner on the very first play. And then we saw Justin Reed right on time, come downhill and make a nice tackle in open space. And then on second down, Willie Gay, the linebacker, makes a nice tackle, kind of sorting through the trash there, right in the middle of everything for the Chiefs defense. And that set up a third down where we saw Chris Jones do what Chris Jones does, just bullies his guy right back into the quarterback to finish off a great first series for the defense to get things started in this preseason. But then on the other side of the ball, there was something that we saw from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense that will absolutely make you excited about what that group might be able to accomplish here in 2022. More on that right after this here on KCSN Update. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Before we get to Mahomes Day and our stock up, stock down report following Saturday's first preseason game, plus we'll check in up at training camp, here's a quick word from DraftKings. Kansas, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit is required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up using code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one customer will receive a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 years old. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four dollars free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. Ends first day. DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas. All right, Patrick Mahomes finishing Saturday's game six of seven for 80 yards and a touchdown with completions to six different receivers is enough to be excited about on its own. But upon further review of that performance, there's one play that really stood out to me because it's an example of the one thing that was going to need to progress if this team was going to succeed offensively in the manner that we've come to expect recently. And that's now without Tyreek Hill. It was the play on third and eight. That was the most difficult situation the Chiefs' first-team offense experienced against the Bears last Saturday. Now, it was a broken play with Mahomes scrambling outside the pocket, and it was good for a live rep situation to see what happens when the play breaks down and to see what kind of players and how they can show a feel for what the others might do in that situation, again, in a live game situation. What it showed off was the fact that Marquez Valdez-Scantling understood the leverage and the situation of where he was at, and he understand what Mahomes needed in that moment. Watch how MVS moves away from his defender and creates separation for Mahomes to make a crossbody street ball throw that resulted in a first down right here that led to the touchdown to Blake Bell. Now, they made this look really easy because to them, It is. Now that's the kind of chemistry on the field that could have taken some time with MVS and Mahomes, along with even Juju and Sky Moore and a lot of these new guys and the emerging Justin Watson. They need these reps for situations like this in a game situation to make sure that the things they talk about and what they're looking for in these situations actually happens when it's when it counts they're starting september 11th against the arizona cardinals but if you're looking for an in-depth thing at least that caught my eye of this is a great sign because it shows when a play breaks down they have a feel for what each other need in that situation loved that play on third down hopefully it's a sign of many things to come all right now it's time for our stock up stock down report now the stock up i've got two players plus an honorable mention that I just mentioned a second ago of players that really helped themselves and have created a lot of buzz for themselves uh, since that game on Saturday. And the first one might be pretty obvious to a lot of people, but it's George Karloftis, uh, the first round defensive end for the Chiefs. I am predicting after one preseason game that George Karloftis will lead the Chiefs in sacks this season. And that's taking nothing away from Chris Jones or Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap, any of those guys that might be able to get after the quarterback a little bit. I just believe that George Karloft is, we knew he had the physicality, the aggression, all of those characteristics are the first thing that is described about him. But when he showed kind of the athletic fluidity is what I would call it, that ability to change directions and move in space. We saw it during a few plays on Saturday uh, that separates itself. And we've seen him get after the quarterback. We've seen him at the top of his rush, be able to turn and get back down the field to chase down a quarterback. And when you look, at what the Chiefs rookie record. Now, just stay with me for a second. The Chiefs franchise record for sacks by a rookie is by some guy named Derek Thomas back in 1989 with 10. So the Chiefs franchise record for sacks by a rookie is 10. And I am predicting that George Karloftis will not only lead the Chiefs in sacks this season, but he will break Derek Thomas's record that has stood for what, 23 years. And when you look at the you know, the record books of the guys who have had the most sacks as rookies. You're talking about guys like Derek Thomas, Jared Allen, 
Tom Ali, Justin Houston there with just five and a half sacks. So uh, good company there for George Karloftis that I'm putting him in right now, probably completely unfairly after one preseason game. But when you talk about a player that is a physicality, his aggression, he comes out and shows the athleticism that he's showing right now to combine with all of uh, that aggression, the his ability to bull rush, uh, that his motor doesn't stop those things. Most sacks in the NFL are second and third effort plays. And that's exactly what this guy is about. It's the reason he was excited when they drafted him. Uh, but the change of direction and that fluidity by a defensive end, I mean, watch out. This guy is going to be special for this defense. And I don't think it's too early, um, at least in my opinion, obviously putting it out there. It's uh, not only say he's going to lead the Chiefs in sacks, but again, break the Chiefs rookie franchise record for sacks, which is 10, again, held by Derek Thomas, the Pro Football Hall of Famer back in 1989. And on the other side of the ball, this is not a surprise. Anybody who watched that game or anybody who's been following what's been going on with the Chiefs offense and their young players, but Isaiah Pacheco, he got reps with the first team offense, uh, which was telling um, on Saturday, but uh, his contact balance, that ball that he caught out in the flat and got, you know, basically tried to the defensive back, tried to lower his shoulder into him, knock him down uh, the contact balance. I, I see where the comparisons to Kareem hunt, because we saw a lot of that from Kareem hunt with his ability to stay on his feet uh, But with Pacheco. It's the burst. I mean, his one kick return, you saw um, him. I think he brought it from pretty deep into the end zone and, to turn on the jets, you saw the speed and the burst that he brings. And then everybody's been talking about his pass blocking, the fact that he's physical, that he can get after it in that way. There is nothing holding this guy back besides learning the playbook and understanding what's been at, what's being asked of him on those third downs and those passing situations to make sure that if he's asked to stay in there and block for Patrick Mahomes, that he's 100% comfortable doing that because you can't miss a block at this level. Uh, when you've got that as a responsibility as a running back. Uh, but, uh, early returns on Isaiah Pacheco is that there is, they've got something there. And if you think back to the draft, Brett Veach, the chief general manager said a few days before the draft that there would be a thousand yard rusher who would be drafted in the seventh round. Now, I don't know if anybody has followed up and asked Brett if he was talking about Isaiah Pacheco, but if you've been following us here on KC sports network, Isaiah Pacheco is one of the players that we actually sat down with last January at the East West Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas and had a chance to talk with him. So if you haven't checked out that interview, go and do that right now and you'll find that on all of our draft content. And then while you're down there, go ahead and like and subscribe and let us know uh, of those two players, who are your stock up? Or if it's not Karloftis or Pacheco, let us know in the comments, who do you think stock went up after Saturday's game? And then I'm going to give a honorable mention uh, to Justin Watson. Uh, because he finished with five catches for 45 yards and a touchdown uh, as a player that's been getting a lot of a lot of pub right now. He's an honorable mention just because it wasn't with the first team offense, although seems like from reports on Monday from the beat writers up at camp that Justin Watson was getting some first team reps with the Chiefs offense, which is a very good thing for him. But it's also a very good thing because when you look at the history of the Chiefs offense and the the 53 man roster, when that initial roster is set, I'm not ready to put this out there quite yet, but I can't remember a time in which from an offensive standpoint, you felt so confident, even after one preseason game and what we saw from him in a fifth slash sixth wide receiver, because over the last few years, it's been guys like Darius Fountain, who's right in that same boat this year and Marcus Kemp. And then Byron Pringle, who before last year was in that fifth, sixth wide receiver position. And I just feel 
very confident with Justin Watson stepping out there and his speed, his athleticism, and then his hands, his ability to go make catches. It wasn't just that he had five catches for 45 yards in that game on Saturday. It's the fact that he was catching those balls across the middle uh, with linebacker safeties in the area, ready to take a hit on him. Uh, sitting in some zones, being led into some defenders as he was you know, being thrown the ball by Shane Buscelli and still held on to the ball. And that stuff matters uh, when you've got Patrick Mahomes and Chad Henney and the, you know, Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, and Andy Reid on the sideline watching him being willing to go across the middle and make those plays. Uh, so as far as you know, fifth, sixth wide receivers on a projected 53-man roster over you know, since 2013, since Andy Reid arrived, let me know if there's been a fifth or sixth wide receiver that you've been more excited about or more confident to step in and play offense for the Chiefs. A lot of the goes, those guys we talked about were great special teams players, but to step in and play uh, on the offense right now, that's huge uh, for Justin Watson um, and for this Chiefs uh, group right now that obviously all the storylines all offseason was how would they be without Tyreek Hill? Uh, we've had some of those questions answered from Juju Smith-Schuster and what he's brought to the table. Sky Moore is a budding young star in this league based on the returns that we've seen. And then MVS making the play that I talked about at the top of this. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about in the fact that you've got Travis Kelsey there is going to lead everybody and everything. So uh, that is the stock up report and then for stock down again i don't think this is going to be a huge surprise um, but i'm going to put two people and kind of combine them with ronald jones and Derek gore and as much as it doesn't have to do with these two players uh, because you have to take into consideration what they did on saturday wasn't behind the chief's first team offensive line uh, the second team offensive line was not getting the same kind of push not creating the same uh, lanes for a running back to try and get through but that being said there was nothing those guys did to step up and to kind of show themselves out. Derek Gore dropped, he had the fumble, uh, had some drop passes, and then Ronald Jones just didn't do a whole lot. And when Isaiah Pacheco is stacking, stepping up, when you're talking about a stock report, other things happening around on the outside affect those players. So Pacheco moves up, other guys are going to move down. Only one time in the last you know several years have the Chiefs held on to four running backs coming on that initial 53-man roster, and that was with Tremont Smith, who they ended up trading. So it's been three running backs for the Chiefs, and there were three running backs who got first-team reps on Saturday, and that was Clyde Edwards-Elaire, Isaiah Pacheco, and Jarek McKinnon. And Jarek McKinnon's got a little bit different skill set than Ronald Jones and Derek Gore, so you think he fits that mold. Ronald Jones and Derek Gore, stock is down. There's still time for those guys to step it up, uh, but much like we saw with some of the transactions that we'll get to here in a minute, Ronald Jones and Derek Gore need to have a big game on Saturday and finish strong if they're going to compete for a roster spot um, for this Chiefs team that, again, is very deep, it seems, at that position with Isaiah Pacheco, the seventh-round rookie, stepping up. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the one player that just hasn't really stood out yet and it's getting into a numbers game is linebacker Jermaine Carter. Uh, fifth-year veteran, had 88 tackles for the Carolina Panthers last year. And when he was signed in the offseason, thought, here's a guy that if he stepped in, could play and make some sort of an impact like we've seen from the Chiefs signing those veteran linebackers over the past few years. And he didn't really do anything to stand out on Saturday. And again, you look at the Chiefs' defensive 53-man roster projections, and they either keep five or six linebackers, and that's what they've done for the past few years. You know you've got Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Leo Chanel, uh, Elijah Lee, and then Darius Harris um, right there is who I would project as being your top five linebackers right now. Are they going to keep Jermaine Carter as a sixth? What kind of special teams value does he bring? And then you've got Cochran and Rose as those you know undrafted rookies there that most likely will end up on a practice squad. 
So if there is any kind of injury to those top five guys, you can call up a guy for special teams specifically on game day. You don't necessarily need a veteran like Jermaine Carter to do that if that's the role that it looks like he's facing right now. And for a guy who didn't really step up um, on Saturday and really solidify himself as one of those top five linebackers, if right now he is sitting as that sixth linebacker, that's one of those spots where maybe they don't need that if they end up needing that six linebacker, they'll bring up one of those young guys from the practice squad to play special teams on game day and then use one of those really valuable roster spots on another position as we've seen that in the past. So uh, Jermaine Carter, Ronald Jones, and Derek Gore, those are guys that are going to have to have good games on Saturday, in my opinion, um, to solidify themselves, to have a chance to make the 53-man roster. But again, these are guys that most likely will end up playing in the league, whether it's for the Chiefs or somebody else. The Chiefs just have that talented of a roster right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, we've seen the Chiefs already made some roster moves. I just talked about that a second ago. They released four players on Monday while officially signing veteran monster defensive tackle Danny Shelton. The players that were released were wide receiver Omar Bayless, offensive tackle Evan Kazarzik, wide receiver Gary Jennings, and then the most notable of the group, cornerback Lonnie Johnson, who hinted at this last night, tweeting out God's plan which for mid to late August coming from an NFL player on social media, for them to tweet something like that, it generally means they were released or that they got injured or some combination of both. Uh, the fact that Johnson's early departure came now, or the fact that he had an early departure should give him a chance to hook up with another team. Kind of a nice thing from Brett Veach and company. If they know right now, he's not going to make this team, give him a little bit more time. So other teams around the league get a little bit more of a time to take a look at him uh, as he does have NFL experience and could easily be a top six defensive back on another roster. Uh, but this is a really good sign. If you want to look at it from the chief's point of view, it's a really good sign for how they feel about those young players um, at the defensive back position that they drafted so many of those guys from Jalen Watson to Brian Cook to Josh Williams. All those guys must say something about how they feel about them for them to let go of a player like Lonnie Johnson, who again has some NFL experience and will most likely get hooked up with another team. But those four players were released. And again, uh, the monster defensive tackle, Danny Sheldon. If you've seen the pictures at training camp, this guy has uh, tough to move that body. Uh, in the middle of the Chiefs defense, former top pick, uh, has bounced around on a few different teams, but uh, is definitely a space eater there in the middle of your defensive line. It'll be interesting to see how quickly he can acclimate and get out on the field for the Chiefs defense. Um, but right now, this is the worst stretch of training camp for the players, coaches, and staff 
up in St. Joe on the campus of Missouri Western State University. Um, having worked for the team for six years and staying in the dorms up there, I can attest, uh, not that I was ever playing or feeling that physically, but the week after the first preseason game, you're, you're able to go home or you, you go on the road, you get away from the dorms for a little bit. Um, and then you go back, you're tired. The players are beat up. They just want to, you know, be at home after a few weeks up at camp. And now they go back up to camp for a brutal four day stretch of practices in the heat. Hopefully it's not too hot for those guys up there, but it's a brutal feeling to go back to the dorms after being away for three or four days, knowing you got to go back up there and getting four days in a row uh, of camp before they break uh, and get ready for that second preseason game. And that one is at home against the Washington commanders. Um, but as brutal as it is, it didn't seem to affect Isaiah Pacheco as we saw from the Chiefs' social media account and the fantastic crew uh, with 65 TPT that they showed this fantastic catch uh, from Isaiah Pacheco during practice today um, up at Chiefs training camp. And here, uh, if you check out our social media channels, you could see a bunch of other highlights from camp today as the guys were back up there and got after it. And Coach Reed did say after practice that Harrison Butker um, has got a sore ankle right now as far as an injury report goes, and that tight end Blake Bell has a hip flexor and did not practice on Monday, and that injury occurred on this play right here where I tweeted this out last night, but Chief Center Creed Humphrey blocking three guys on one play. He's a good football player and should be a household name across the league as much as centers possibly could be uh, when you're having that conversation of who the best center in the NFL is. Creed Humphrey should absolutely be in that conversation now. And while we know that here in Kansas city, I don't think it's going to take long before the rest of the country recognizes that. And he's one of those names that just comes to top of mind when you're talking about the top interior offensive linemen and particularly centers in the NFL. Now after practice, chiefs coach Andy Reed did speak with the media and here are some highlights from his presser. All right. Um, as far as injuries go, uh, Blake Bell has a hip flexor that happened in the game. And then Lucas um, is still has a knee deal. And then um, Bucker has a sore ankle. So we let uh, Reed kick today and, and do that and, and go with it. Other than that, uh, we came out pretty good from, uh, from the game. It was good to play in the game. It, you know, we want to, we go in, we want to win the game. I mean, that's, this is America, man. That's what we, that's what we do, right? So um, I'm disappointed that that didn't take place, but I like the experience that the young guys got, and um, and and we'll keep giving uh, some of these guys uh, some experience here with these preseason games. I think that's important. And then it was good to see the ones and and the twos there uh, jump in and do some good things, right? So there were some good things that came out of that um, as we went, and uh, always room to be better, uh, but we got some quality snaps in on both sides of the ball. And I thought our guys uh, played at a decent level for right now. So, yeah, so I, it, it does. I mean, it says that you, you have some trouble. We got to get better. We got to keep getting better. But um, we do have, we do see the potential there uh, for that. So I think that's, uh, uh, that's important. And uh, Lonnie will hook on with somebody else. It gives them a chance to get with another team and, and uh, do his thing there. I don't, they're still going through, a, you know, these hip flexors aren't, this particular one that he had is a little bit unusual. So they're going through and kind of looking at it and seeing where we go with it. But I'll have more later for you. Listen, I'm not going to pick one person. I, I the, You guys saw the game. So you saw guys that either had a lot of catches that haven't been here before. You've seen uh, some of the pressures that we had from the defensive side, um, you know, so and, and breakups on balls. I, uh, But to pick one person, I'm not going to. 
I can't do that right now. No, it actually happened on the on his touchdown. He oh. just yeah, it actually happened there, and uh, um, you know he felt like he could still go, and and uh, he went back in. Then he went down. <clears throat> so you know it. Um, but we'll get it, he'll get fixed up and go, you know, I mean, we'll see how that whole thing goes. Yeah, Juan did good. Uh, Tommy had some family things he had uh, to take care of, so he wasn't here. So Juan jumped in. It was good work for him. And, <clears throat> you know, he got, uh, I thought he did a nice job. You know, both those two. I thought, you know, Reed did a nice job too. Yeah, you know, he got some good work in. Um, we're, we're kind of monitoring him like we did Carlos and like the other guys that came in. So um, we just gave him part of the practice. Uh, he's a big body that's a good athlete, you know, and uh, he's had a lot of good downs in this, you know, uh, in this league. And so um, he was out there and Brett wanted to add a little more in there. So he, he brought him in. So I think it's a, it's a good addition. The starters having a chance to play a little bit more. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we normally take it up to a half or a quarter and a half, you know, that type of thing. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. And, um, you know, I, I like what we got in the other day. The old line had a couple series. Pat had a series. Chad had a series, and it, it was—I was comfortable with that. Yeah, it was good to get him back in there and get some work in. And uh, I think he's more comfortable with the offense. Um, he's a tough kid. Uh, he had a couple nice grabs, you know, so uh, in traffic and did a, a good job holding on the ball. So uh, just keep progressing, right? That's that's where we're at right now. We still have a few weeks here that <clears throat> we got to keep getting better with. Yeah, well, we have so many plays in right now. That's what you have to understand. So we, we overload the guys with plays. I mean, we've, we've had now 12 installs, right? So uh, with 20, 20 pass routes going in and, you know, 10 run plays going in. And so uh, all of a sudden you have this whole big volume of plays. So what we try to do is cut it down. You can't feasibly use all of those and expect the guys to go out and execute in a game with that. So we cut it down so that they can actually go perform at a high level. Um, and and we can do better with with what we showed the other night. And that's that was the thing with the that third group and the fourth guys that came in. The execution there, they, they have to feel that urgency to knock that thing out and and understand it and master it in the couple of days that they, they have to to review it. And and so my thing is I I why do I like it? Because you have an opportunity to see what their talents are. Um, at the same time, they've got to be able to, in that 30 so seconds, um, figure out what the play is, get up and go, and and perform it at a high level. Well, we thought he had it, so you never know till you, till you get him right. Uh, but um, yeah, that that one catch he had down on our sideline in the red zone, I, or took him into the red zone there. I thought that was a it was a heck of a catch, and then it was a nice run after the catch. So, uh, but. We thought he could do it, and he's showing it out here. We just keep on going. Yeah, they um, and they showed. I mean, they 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 the bright lights didn't get to him. I I thought um, you know the guys you just mentioned there, um, you know, probably throw McDuffie in the mix too with that, right? So I mean, all those guys, I thought uh, they they handled it and um, and were able to show. So that's a that's a plus and. I don't know why they're so confident, but I'm glad they are, right? We, uh, Veach, uh, Veach did a good job with that. He made a ton of tackles out there. You know, he was involved with a ton of tackles. He always seemed to be around the ball. Um, I like the effort that he put in, and, and he was accurate with, with the defenses that were called at that time. So 
I thought he did a nice job. All right, good stuff from Coach Reed. And one of the stars from Saturday, we just got done talking about him. He's one of the guys from the Stock Up Report today, rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco. He also had a chance to talk with the media and talk about the fact that his dream came true on Saturday. It felt great to be in the first preseason game, you know, from a kid uh, just waiting uh, all his life to be in an NFL game to actually play in one for my first time ever going to an NFL game. To be in it felt, you know, great. And that's what I always had the mindset to do. And, you know, it was a dream come true. I finally did it. Um, you know, just trusting it more and being a little bit more patient uh, on my runs and, you know, just getting that, getting my feet wet out there, uh, you know, just getting more plays in is probably going to help me in the longer run. And, you know, just being more confident. Family, mom and dad called me after the game. Text message from, you know, the guys, uh, my head coaches and the people that uh, was around me during the process. And, um, you know, I was grateful for those people uh, giving me feedback. But, you know, I was excited to, to get on the plane and see what uh, the film looked like. It, technically, it really didn't. I don't know why, but it, I just felt like it didn't. I felt like I was more confident in the scheme, knowing who I had on which play. And being able to execute at a fast pace was something that um, I worked on out here at practice for in the game. It came you know, more a little easier. Um, definitely, you know, uh, the balance point uh, was definitely good there. Uh, and catching the ball, you know, focus, it didn't matter what uh, I did after the play. It was catching the ball first for me, then getting what I can after. So, you know, when there's opportunities come, just, you know, take advantage of them. I relied on me and my parents and uh, Coach Yano, uh You know, we sat down and talked and uh, I was ready. I was ready to get out here and go to work. And, you know, I believed in my agents, uh, Neil, and Sandy uh, Cornelio, and you know, I came with the mindset of uh, being ready to play uh, and going out and execute whatever the coaches want me to do. Um, from Coach Yano, I say from Family Trust Top, you know, that mental toughness and perseverance and uh, being able to focus on all four quarters of the game is, is very hard to do. And if you could do it at an intense level, um, I'll say, you know, everything will fall into place. Um, I'm, you know, I'm truly blessed to be here uh, for the grace of God and you know, just every day I come out here with the same mentality, uh, you know, give 110 percent and whatever I got to do to make the team to do whatever coach want me to do. I'm, I'm going to do it and, you know, just have faith. Now, I don't really go on the media as much when it comes to, you know, guys talking this and that. You know, I just come out here uh, with the same mindset and ready to put my uh, my uh, film on, you know, come out here and practice so they can see it on film. And film don't lie at the end of the day, you know. Put it on and go out here and, and see me guys working hard. Definitely, I'm really excited. Uh, said it's crazy, there's a lot of fans there. So for me to be out there with a lot of fans, it, it's gonna bring a lot more juice to me as well. You no, know, it felt good being out there, you know, just being patient and waiting on the ball to drop, to, to see it through, look, the catch, and most importantly, catching the ball first and then getting what I could get after. It was a deep kick, so, you know, the coach said we're bringing everything out, so I, I'm bringing that thing out, you kick it deep, so. Um, it's cool, you know, to see guys I watched on TV, you know, they'd be real uh, men at the end of the day. When I came here, they tra treated me as a, a little brother and, you know, just, you know, being a guy that looked to veterans, uh, you know, for advice and, you know, what's get a routine going on. You know, I'm just looking at those type of guys that, that's been in the game for a while, you know, pick their brains a little bit and, you know, they'd be honest with me. And that's what I love about here. And the greatest tight end in NFL history, Travis Kelsey, also took to the podium up in St. Joe on Monday. You know, I think uh, I think we all kind of came out with the same mentality. We got to be able to finish that game and, and win that game, right? Um, but outside of that, it was fun to see a guy like Sky Moore go out there and make some big plays. Um, you know, a guy like uh, George Karlofagus, as I like to call him, uh, go out there and make some plays and get hype. You know, the, the, 
seeing those kind of guys go out there and get a, get their first taste of some real NFL football, uh, see see how excited they got, see their determination and their how, how they get locked in before a game. You know, it's fun. It's fun to see because I, I remember being in those shoes. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. I love being there for these guys. And I just uh, I think it comes with just being a good teammate, man. Being um being a voice of reason or just somebody they can bounce ideas off of, knowing that I've been here a few years, and specifically uh, here in St. Joe, you know, it, it can be a drag every now and then, you know, trying to get through the dog days of football. So uh, I just try and be there for everybody, man, not just the young guys. We got a deep group of wideouts. We got a lot of guys that can fly downfield, um, and we have uh, we have some guys that that, that play physical football. Um, and that's what you want out of the wide receiver group. Guys that are going to be able to block in the run game and guys that are going to be able to go up top and make plays when the ball's in the air. Uh, this offense is uh, it's special, man. It puts you in a, in, a, in, a, in a position to have success. And a lot of, and a lot of times, you know, all you got to do is just do your job and, uh, and, and play to your best ability, and, you know, the rest is history. Stud, man. I'm, I'm just happy that, you know, he's, he's taking it and he's being a professional, uh, you know, just a professional on and off the field. And the way he, car- he carries himself in the locker room, how he carries himself out here, um, you know, it's something that everybody can learn from, you know, and, it, it, and how he's always accountable. It's because he knows what he's doing. He knows what, what's going on around him. He's not just thinking about himself. He's thinking about the team aspect or what the offense is trying to do. And, um, I mean, he, his career is just going to keep excelling. You're just going to keep seeing him showing up and making plays. Every season is different. Every, every group of players that we have is different. That's why I think the offense always has those little tweaks. Um, and I've, I've had the fortune of seeing all the, all the things kind of turn over and, uh, and, and change. And, um, I, I, I think that naturally I get excited every single week to see what's new in this offense, uh, knowing that the possibilities are endless. The type of players that we have here, man, we can do so much with it that, uh, that it's just um, kind of like pick your poison. And I know Coach Reed has a blast with doing that too. So it's, uh, it's exciting, man. I, I, just, I, I accept the challenge of having so much uh, to you know, put on myself. There's so much put on us to be able to go out there and perform, but it's only to, to our advantage if we get it down. I want to say it's, I want to say it's night and day, man. But uh, when we, when I first got here, we, um, we had, I think Dwayne Bowe and, and Jamal Charles. I mean, those were our two weapons that, that we knew we could go to. Um, and with those two, it was just like a lot of the stuff that we were doing was run game stuff and it was play action. And outside of that, it was Alex Smith was really good at running two, two minute tempo or a turbo tempo where we would get up to the line and uh, that whole package has changed. Um, so it's uh, it's night and day different from when I first got here. Uh, I, I definitely was uh, more hand in the ground uh, tight end back then, but now it's uh, it's evolved to you know we can get that ball you know anywhere on the field at any moment, and um, you know it's exciting. I mean it's a, it's the whole offense in general. You know you put a lot more accountability on the O line for being together for a whole another year, uh, having that much more chemistry together, and then on top of that, what Pat's able to do is just you know keep developing. He just keeps finding ways to get better as a quarterback. And um, yeah, that, that, that by far is, uh, is what's made this offense take off and go into more of a passing offense than, than what we had in the past, for sure. Man, more you can do, man. It's, uh, it's cool. And I think, uh, I think he took all the reps today, right? Um, missed a few, got to tighten that up. Can't have any misses out there. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Justin's one of those guys where anything he can do to help this team win, he's going to do. And that's definitely one of them. He, he's, he's having a lot of fun with it, too. Have I? I've already went through about ten boxes. Um, I'm a big Frosted Flakes guy, and this is uh, this is the Kelsey Crunch version of it for sure. Uh, and I think it has a little bit more sugar, but don't ask me. Um, it's uh, you can get over at Hy-Vee, and of course, all the a lot of the proceeds or some of the proceeds go to 87 to run in my foundation, which helps out in the inner city youth out here in Kansas City and up in Cleveland in my hometown. And 
um, yeah. So hopefully uh, we can get Kansas City on board and uh, raise some funds here for my foundation. I mean, yeah, there's always things to learn from, things to, you know, tweak. Um, I know specifically there was a there was a block in a certain route that I needed to, you know, clean up to get better at. Um, but that's that's football, right? That's every single week you're going to find something you need to get better at and just to never uh, get, you know, satisfied with what you've been, been able to put on film and keep trying to find ways to impress the guys around you or be there for the guys around you. Um, but it's a good starting point. Um, I know we felt good as an offense. We just got to, you know, it's one thing to just go out there and do one drive, man. It's another thing to get five, six, seven drives where you're actually putting up points and that's where you become great. All right, that's it for today's KCSN update. Appreciate all of you for watching and listening. Please go ahead and subscribe and pound that like button. Not only does it make this video reach more people, it lets us know that we are doing something right. We appreciate your support as we try something new here on KC Sports Network, not just with the YouTube channel here, but you can go catch all of our content on our podcast channels. You can find them wherever you listen to podcasts by searching KCSN. We've got more than 10 shows a week, not just with the guys from the laboratory, but we've got former Chiefs, Jeff Allen, Mike DeVito, Matt Castle, and Derek Johnson are going to be joining us here in a couple of weeks to do weekly breakdowns. A lot of cool stuff planned for this fall. So go go ahead and make sure to hit that like and subscribe button so you don't miss anything. And then go check out all of the other great Chiefs content on YouTube because we know there's a lot of great places that you can find your Chiefs information. We appreciate being one of those stops that you make. And we appreciate our friends at DraftKings for making this series possible. And until next time, everyone, please be kind to one another. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.